Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of our podcast. It's Quay and Grace here. And today on the episode, we would like to welcome our Anishinaabe sister to the podcast. She is a former little NHLer, a high school hockey champion from Sudbury. She's also a NAG bronze medalist, a Twitch streamer, a published writer, and a, a multimedia artist, and a cute Ojibwe who gives great hugs. <laughs> Welcome, Emma! Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Emma, we've been wanting to have you on the podcast for so long, and we're just starting to get our confidence back, like, during this whole COVID thing to record with guests, so we're so glad that you're you're finally on, and that intro, like, oh my god, like, <laughs> you're, you're, like, quite the thing now, eh? Like, multimedia artist like all this published writer like there's there's so much that you're adding to your name and it's so awesome because I've we should like talk about how we all met like okay I met I met Emma at Humber and and that's how I knew how I know you and Quay how did you meet Emma okay so I met Emma by accident yeah I I knew Sage her sister and then Grace, me and you flew out to um, Nag when it was out west. And I don't know where you went, but I thought I saw Sage coming over and I was like waving like wildly at her because I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> we're, we're out in like Saskatchewan. I thought Quay was so weird. I was like, who is she waving at? Like, what is she doing? But I didn't even know who she was. So Yeah, and, but, and, and then Emma... Also, at the time, you guys will get confused for each other a lot. So you're like kind of irritated too. Oh my God. This Just annoyed. Because <laughs> it's kind of funny, like that situation. I was like, I'm in a completely different province. Who knows Sage here? Was that? Was- <laughs> that was Nag. And, and when the torrential downpour happened. Really? Oh, I wonder. Was it really when the torrential down- downpour happened? Like that year, that's when we met Emma. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was totally running inside. <laughs> I think that's that. Like I, that exact moment is when I bought my first pair of beaded earrings. So, <gasps> Nick, wow, yeah. I still have. <laughs> you what? You have them? Yeah, I have them. I know he's fine. I lost one. I lose one, like almost. Oh. <laughs> I love, I love what Nag is, though. And like, just, it feels so good when you're like playing on a team of other like native people. Oh, yeah. I like love that. that. And I'm so sad that like it was canceled and then the Masters was canceled. So I'm like, this is the year <coughs> I'm going to enter. <laughs> like this past summer yeah oh man that sucks I actually was so bummed when I only found out about Nag when I was like 
I think I went when I was like 17, 16, 17. Um, that, I was like, man, how come I didn't know about this before? Like that was the first year I ever heard about it was the first year I went. I was so. pretty old too when I found out that I didn't even, well, I, I think I, I could have tried out for running, but I wasn't into running um, at all. And I was, as you guys know, I was like into curling. So uh, <laughs> they didn't have that. So I was like, not running, not signing up, not trying out, not. Because Nag is the summer one, right? There is a winter one, right? No, but we could start it. <laughs> oh, I'm because there's knack, which is like the. North- oh, for hockey only. Yeah. Uh, well, my mom's community has a curling rink so curling's big so there should yeah. be a winter egg or like ah. a curling version yeah, yeah i knew there's a couple kids i know that like curled in like elementary school so i was like yeah man cool wait, well oh, wait before we go on <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to let everyone know that i sucked at curling because i thought you had to like smash it all through but on the flip side, I played varsity curling for one year. Ooh, that's so, that's a fun fact. I didn't even know that. Yeah, fun fact. Algoma had started, they needed to go in the OUA and they needed to like launch so many teams. So a bunch of us just, a bunch of the basketball players just put together a random curling team and entered and we didn't come last. <laughs> Claps for Quay. Did it hurt, <laughs> Did it hurt Quay like getting like, down so low when you curl it was it was scary was it because <laughs> you didn't want to fall on the ice it's like a lunge right it's like a really yeah. deep lunge yeah okay. that was all i wanted to yeah. share let's, <laughs> let's get into the, the whole like nitty-gritty of emma's podcast um okay so we know who you are emma but a mm. lot of our listeners they may not know who you are. So where did you grow up? So I grew up um, like mostly in Northern Ontario. So like Sudbury, not so not that far north, but Northern enough to say I'm from Northern Ontario. So I grew up on my first nation. Uh, I took a big thing in the Schnaubeck, which is just outside of Sudbury. And so I was living there for like since I was born and then when I turned four or five I moved to Ottawa so I was living in Ottawa for like four years until like grade four and then I moved back home and until um yeah for I that's where I grew up really nice so did your did your parents um like get a a job over there in Ottawa or what made you guys move there um I I actually don't really remember why we moved away, mm-hmm. but I think my, well, I know my mom, she was working um, for Health Canada mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, cool. So, and then my dad was working construction, so he could literally like work anywhere. So yeah, we're, yeah, we were just there. I, <laughs> I really don't know why we were there, but we were there. Yeah. And then my mom was like, well, I'm homesick. Let's go back. And then my dad's like, okay. Yeah. So we moved home. And then I was like, literally in the middle of the school year, I went back to like my old elementary school. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, cool. So, you were temporarily not a res chick for a little bit. Temporarily, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone at my school in Ottawa knew I wasn't from the city. <laughs> um, okay, so when did you then move to Toronto? So, after I graduated high school, I moved to Toronto to go to Humber, which is in Etobicoke, right? Yeah, it, so I moved to Toronto to go to school, and I moved there when I was like 18 at the end of the summer of 2015. Yeah, so that's when I moved out to Toronto. It was kind of hard, though. It was... I didn't. Re- I think at the time I didn't really want to go to Toronto. I think I kind of wanted to stay home, but they didn't have the program I wanted to take in Sudbury. So I was like, might as well go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That goes into our next question. Um, why did you end up going to post secondary, and like, how did you choose your program? Okay, so it's kind of my high school wasn't like super. I don't know, they weren't really helpful in choosing pathways to like where you wanted to go and like what you wanted to do uh, for post-secondary after high school or whatever. So I mostly kind of just picked what I was interested in. And I actually, at the time, I was trying to go to the States for post-secondary for softball. And I was taking like SAT prep, like exams and I found out that I'm not that smart (laughs) well I'm not I'm not an idiot but it wasn't (laughs) like (laughs) but I found out like those were really hard and then it did require a lot of knowledge about like United States um like things and I kind of kind of like discouraged me from pursuing like sports so then I was like "Mm, I'll see what's in Canada (laughs) Mm mm-hmm um so most of my post-secondary like ambitions were towards like sports and athletics so I was initially gonna go to Cambrian because I was like oh well they have a softball team and like I'll be close to home and things like that it'll be easier but then um I I it came down to like what I wanted to do in post-secondary which is like the biggest part of post-secondary <laughs> so yeah. what happened was is like um I'm in like academics like university courses in call in high school and then I had to tell my wasn't it like your counselor like oh I'm gonna go to college and they're like well why are you in university I was like oh because I wanted I wanted to keep my options open right so they're they're helping me and like asking me what I'm interested in and I was like I really don't know they're like well what do you like to do and I was like oh I'm, I like cooking I guess <laughs> so mm-hmm. I applied to I think three different schools I think I applied to um well I applied no I applied to two schools I applied to George Brown and then I applied to Humber I applied to George Brown for baking and pastry and their culinary management courses Mm -hmm. or programs, sorry. 
and then I applied to Humber for um, culinary culinary skills, which is just a one year program. And I got sh- uh, waitlisted for the uh, for the baking and pastry at Georgia Brown. So then they offered me culinary management. But then I was like, ah, I think I'll go to Humber because I already had connections there. So by the time I was making those decisions, Sage was already at Humber, like my older sister. And I found out my older brother was going to be there. So it was kind of, it made it easier to make the decision to go to Humber for culinary skills. Yeah. And that culinary, culinary management, it doesn't seem like it would be as hands-on as maybe what you're looking for. Cause I remember you, you would always bring in, like you were actually like cooking and like maybe baking. I don't know. I forget, but you would always bring baking. I did like a little bit of baking, but it wasn't like too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like bread. Yeah. (laughs) The coolest thing that I did make was that was like baking related as I made like these um, like lobster puff pastries. They, they weren't, they weren't that good, but they were kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God. I remember this is kind of a backstory in foods class in high school. Our teacher was like teaching us how to make gnocchi and I've never had gnocchi before. And it was like this big hype. He's like, oh, gnocchi is amazing. It's amazing. And we like worked like the all day making it. And he's like, okay, we'll have it tomorrow. And I was like, yes, but he didn't like put it in anything. He just like made us eat it like plain, like just, and I was like, it's just like (laughs) potato. (laughs) And now I know how good gnocchi is. Like when you put it in things. (laughs) That's that so bland. <laughs> you know what I never had before though, but like I actually started to love is I never grew up having pesto. Oh when I had it like as an adult. I think the first time I tried it is when um Jessica Madeiros had brought in some to work and she's like, Oh, do you want some of my pasta? And I'm like, sure, what is it? And she's like, Oh, it's pesto. And I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> like I'll have it. And it was so good. And then <laughs> I think it was like 27 when that happened. I feel like it's uh for me, pesto is like kinda I like it, but it depends like how it's I don't know, made or prepared or what you put it on because sometimes yeah. it gets really dry. <laughs> and like I love flavorful noodles. <laughs> yeah. Pesto is pretty easy to make too. <laughs> okay. So um, Emma, you were saying that when you went to school, um, your siblings were there. So that's kind of in contrast to me and Grace, because when we went away or when we came down south, it was in, without any siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't, that's when we felt the most lonely in our lives. But when have you felt most lonely in your life? And like, how did you overcome it? Ooh, I think um, this is like, kind of a downer but I think I felt the most lonely when I moved back home from Ottawa um I was only nine but I'll like always remember um like my like my friends I had in Ottawa like we don't talk to each other anymore like it was like 
Oh my god, that's like eleven years ago. Yeah, <laughs> or not even. That's like longer than that. I, I can't do math right now. Uh, but it was so long ago that we don't talk anymore. But I'll always remember like the friends that I had, and like when I came home, I always like compared like my friends here or the people here to my friends back in Ottawa because uh, when I moved to Ottawa, I was like so young. Yeah. And, like, I feel like between the ages of, like, five and nine is when you, like, make, like, like your, like, foundational friends. And, like, I always, like, like, my, my from what my mom said, like, she was like, oh, well, like, we have the opportunity to go back in, like, in, like, five years. I was like, oh, okay, well, like, that's fine. I'm going to go back to Ottawa in five years. So, but between then... It was like, it's not nice, but I didn't want to make friends because I was like, I already have friends. All right. Like, no new friends. Sorry. But like, also, um, the people when I came home, they actually weren't that nice. Like, so, and I always like, I always was like, well, I'm going back. So like, my friends there will always be there. And then like, but then it was kind of like, as I was as the years went on, like, my communication with my friends in Ottawa started to dwindle, and, like, so that was kind of when I started to feel really lonely, when I was, like, oh, I don't really have friends here, and I'm not really talking to my friends in Ottawa anymore, so that's what kind of, like, like, when I was being, like, when I was the saddest, I think. Yeah, Yeah. and were you, like, at that time, like keeping in touch with them in any way like by e- like was I don't think how long ago was this this was oh. so like 12 years ago yeah so like Facebook wasn't really no around. actually oh my god that makes us sound so old <laughs> just I know I didn't but, really wow. like did you have an email that, or did, were you pen pals? No. Oh, so I did. So what we did, I had, I was really good at memorizing phone numbers. Oh, yeah. that's so I would call every once in a while and like they would call me and actually one of my friends, this is so funny, but my, one of my friends, she sent me an, a letter saying like, oh, everyone misses you. Like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and like this is so funny this is the boy I had a crush on in grade four like in grade four he also had a crush on me but also you're nine (laughs) years old so you don't do anything about those like about a crush (laughs) (laughs) so she was like your crush misses you like he's so sad in class all the time and like he was so sad that you didn't know that he didn't know you were moving <laughs> and everyone was like it it made it was actually like boosting my confidence was like wow <laughs> yeah it feels good to be missed <laughs> yeah so I was like so I, just like that kind of stuff and then I'd, I'd call them people's birthdays and they'd call on my birthday so that's nice. Those sound like really nice kids. Um, on the flip side, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I made a kind of similar move like you. Like I was born in Ottawa and then we moved to Garden in like grade five. Mm-hmm. Um, but we moved back and forth to Ottawa and then from the 
we moved back and forth. Um, and I remember when we moved to Garden, nobody was like mean, but people were like, there was lateral violence there when you were little, you didn't even know. Because mm. um, I remember coming, moving home and being like, oh, like you just make friends, it's fine. Yeah. And people would kind of like jab at you first, see what you do. Like with like a, a side comment or something. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? And then if you don't do anything, they're just like, okay, whatever, and carry on. Yeah. Um, I found that, and I was talking with, about that kind of situation with my friend today on my drive. I, I drove through Sudbury. I stopped at Tony's off of Regent and had pizza. <laughs> but on that drive, we were talking about how like hurt, hurt, sometimes our communities are hurt and like yeah. people hurt people. So like when you're, when you're growing up trying to make friends, you just do kind of what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. so, but I find that's the thing that's like going away. I can't, I can't, I can relate to that. Um, it's like, I also was not necessarily like bullied, like directly, like mm -hmm. or whatever, but I was definitely not included in a lot of activities that the Reds kids were doing in my community. Um, yeah. I think that also has to do with like beef that adults have with each other that like I didn't know about like I'm like now I'm learning about like from my grandma like some people were like are sour about things like about other families and like that's just that's like not because of you it's just because of how they were raised um which isn't to say like people are better than other people based on how they're raised but it's just what happens in communities and it's just like this like icky stuff that happens in our communities but I remember actually I'm actually my mom and my my grandma they've always said like um like, Emma you're pretty like you're like a good like stand up against bullies like kind of thing but the one time I did that a freaking I tried to break up these girls like arguing with each other because one was one of them was gonna throw like snow at them they turned to me and threw the snow like point blank in my face oh, and yeah. it was like ice and like rocks and stuff and I like <sighs> it was bad like my grandma had to like call the police oh my god like, oh, yeah it was not you gotta teach them if you're gonna ask that this is this is the result yeah like my grandma was so mad she was like emma what like what happened i was like i was just i was just trying to stop them from fighting and then like oh it was that's i think that's like the most like the biggest altercation i've ever had with someone in my community like i don't think the person who does that remembers i mean they might but they might not but that was also like when I was like 12 so I don't mm -hmm. really I remember it but I'm not like oh this person did that to me I'm never gonna be like respectful of them but like it's, it's logged in there but yeah. you know, like I can't it's like how their reaction is probably like they've been taught that mm -hmm. right I want to know, like, if any of our followers can, that are young, are younger than us, <laughs> if like that, it's gone away. Because sometimes I, I also 
feel like it's about oh you think you're so cool because you lived off the res or you live somewhere else Mm. you're like no (laughs) yeah I think I felt like felt like that because I I didn't grow up on the res like we always visited both my like my mom's community and my dad's and like I definitely felt it more in high school because there was like kind of a like a native group where they were like because that's where like the counselor was and like I totally felt it like oh like you didn't grow up on the res and I was like (gasps) and I like hate conflicts I'm like Mm -hmm. I didn't and I just like back up and like hide and whatnot but it's like well like what Quay said like some people are hurt and maybe that's just like how they they take it out on people and they, they're just mean or I don't know what it is. And then also um, like percentage and status and like who's status and who oh, yeah. that's all like a big like it's oh my god why did I just it, quantum <laughs> like quantum like is a big yeah. deal though like to some yeah. people but I'm like that's just um systematic oppression like we don't we shouldn't be hating each other they want us to fight against each other so we don't be we're not bothering them saying stop taking yeah. like following <laughs> they want us to be bothering each other not them so that's why they impose those kind of policies on us so yeah. anyone who's acting like that y'all need to knock it off yeah (laughs) this is like um a funny story so this summer we went to me and Nico went to Gold Bay and we were like with my family and my cousin was like driving us around and showing us like all the new things that have been built like since I've I've um last been there and Nico was just like so happy and I because I don't think he was in a car seat or anything so (laughs) (laughs) for legal reasons (laughs) This is fiction. (laughs) This is lies. Just, but anyway, so he was out like the window, and he was just like, I. He was just so like smiling. He's like happy. He was hanging out the window. No, like he just like was looking out the window. Okay. (laughs) Grace is like okay. (laughs) No, and there was these girls. Um, they are probably like 10 years old, like these res girls, like on their bikes. And Nico like yelled out the window. He's like, hi. And like, <laughs> I saw the looks on their faces. And it was like the dirtiest look. And Nico's like unfazed, just like getting a tour of his res. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm on my my mom were, yeah, we were laughing and we're like, oh my God, he should have been like, hi. I'm from this res too. <laughs> I'm along here. Yeah, so that's that's my my light story. But yeah, no, he's it was super funny. <laughs> you know what else? I was just thinking about like what like things that people get divided on, like you know, things that like also made me like the auto and out is I went to like ever since I was younger, I went to a different school than like all the other res kids so like we had to leave the res to go to school like I don't know mm-hmm. how, how many of your first nations has school on the res but we had to go off reserve and I always I went to public school and everyone else went to catholic school or some kids went to 
public school, but it was a different one. But <laughs> I was always the, like the auto and out in my like age group that I'd be going to a different school. And then even in high school, everyone went to the high school closest by and then I went to the high school in town. So it was <laughs> it was kind of like I was always like not trying to be different but I was always different and away from the crowd so I was just like I was just setting myself up for not clicking in with the rest of the kids but when you talk about is like everybody goes to one school and like if you go somewhere different you're you're weird and different like why don't you want to hang here and like be funneled in here yeah and that 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 sucks because I remember I felt like if you went to a public school, the Catholic school board kids were like, ew. They, I felt like. They were, though. <laughs> and I was like. In my head, I was like, you realize the church. Yes. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> uh, okay, this is like, this might be far out, but I think it's funny. I was like, you know what? I feel like all the Catholic schools that are like offering like native studies are just trying to make up for something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause none of the public schools had like native studies or language, like language classes. It was all oh. ever the Catholic schools in my region that had it. And I was like, Ooh, something, something don't add up. <laughs> I'll like, so this is like awkward. So, but I can't like blame myself. So I grew up, going to catholic schools mm-hmm. and yeah like when After I, we say that stuff <laughs> I don't like there's nothing wrong with people go to a catholic school yeah. just saying catholic schools as a principal yeah but it was like my family like my grandparents went to residential school and they're all still very catholic so i never had the opportunity to learn my culture growing up and now i'm just i'm starting to but I was always confused, and I've mentioned this in a past episode, was that, so my grandma, she's very Catholic, passed that on to my parents, whatnot, like, you just go to a Catholic school, but the church that my grandma, like, manages is St. Saint, Cattery, Saint and she's, she is, like, Indigenous, so I always was conflicted that I was, like, oh, well, she's Catholic, and she's Native, and so I, like, I know my culture. When really that's I'm like, I'm still so conflicted about it. Like it's so like foreign to me. And I didn't realize all of this really until like I moved to Toronto because I never had the opportunity to learn otherwise that like what, like the Catholic church, like I didn't learn any of it in high school. I was like, oh yeah, you know, like the church I go to, she's indigenous. So like, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. Like, and it's like, I'm sad to think that that's how I, I was taught and like yeah. assumed when I was younger, but they really got us good, man. I have a funny experience with that. So my dad's side of the family is like, so like my great grandma, she actually like helped a lot with the church. I think on our in the community, we don't have one anymore, but the old one. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is so funny though, but. One of my aunts, like, I don't know if, like, this might not be true, but I know it happened to one of my cousins. 
where one of my aunts she go like she went and visited the family like the family who just had a baby and they're like when are you gonna get your baby baptized and I was like hold up so I went and asked my mom and my dad I'm like hey did auntie ever come to our house ask when we're gonna get baptized and then they're like well your grandma asked you like us for your like for your older brother but never like they never asked again because we're not baptized and I was like kind of offended <laughs> I was like wow she didn't, didn't want to save my soul like wow <laughs> like thank you but still it's so it's so that's so funny I kind of have a funny story too so my grandma was also super religious in the church mm-hmm. and she carried around holy water in her purse and so I was like eight and I was waiting with her at the bank so I was digging in her purse and I was thirsty so then I was like oh this is a little bit of water and I'm a little girl so I drank the holy water and then my grandma like told my parents and they couldn't stop laughing so I can bless you <laughs> thou is holy okay, I have I have another funny story about it about um so my my grandma like since she ran like the church we had to always go to these um like church things like I was cattery for a play <laughs> I think like they have videos, like they tried to give me a DVD this summer and I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> but um, I went to this one event where like I had to like walk in and whatever. And um, people were like going up to like the altar and then falling. And I was like, what, what did my grandma bring me to? Like I was honestly scared. <laughs> And then I was talking to like my friend's mom. I'm like, what was happening? Like they had a luncheon after it and they're like, she's like, oh, they just got hit by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh. I was like, what? <laughs> that is a thing? So I witnessed that. But in all, and I know like other indigenous people are, are like in the same boats where, same boats, multiple boats, in the same <laughs> It's just so funny. Just take a moment. Emma wanted wanted her soul to be saved. You you saw someone get hit by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm out here drinking holy water. What we all experience by them, but <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, to our listeners that, um, and like I'll I'll I say this like on behalf of my like my grandma too, um, that we shouldn't like shame them for believing in it you know like I look at my grandma and like she she does like beadwork and she does like all like I think she remembers like some of like her culture growing up but it's it's made her life good like she's like a strong Christian and like I'm not gonna at this point be like fighting against it you know and like they did the best thing yeah they could with what they knew and If some some people still want to do that and believe in that, then like that's that's fine. We're doing the best we can with what we know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but I would just funny. think that maybe her mom maybe looking down at me and being like, she came through. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> Cause you're you can only do the best with the tools you have. Yeah. You can't 
like if that's the only thing they know then you know what I mean yeah. what else can you expect them to do like yeah. our families had all their the tools they did know taken away from them and this was shoved in, in their that place so yeah. and like catholic churches still have a huge presence on communities yeah so it's okay it's okay if you go just don't yeah. mean i feel like the yeah like the basis of i feel like i don't know too much about like christianity but like ba- the basis of it is like to be a good person mm-hmm. so that's exactly yeah that's how I that's how I see it like I feel like I'm more spiritual that I'm just like like whatever religion you are like there's some piece in it that's like just be nice Mm -hmm. yeah just be a kind person (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I'm just like remembering just smacked by the Holy Spirit (laughs) Oh, I was, she got hit by the Holy Spirit. She, it was oh, so okay. nonchalant. She just got hit by the Holy Spirit. And I like remember, my mom remembers that. <laughs> I went home, I'm like, mom, oh my God, what did I see? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, guys, we're going to go on to our next couple questions because we're nearing the end of our episode. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, okay, Emma, one of our last questions is going to be, when you first started going to school and like you first ventured off of the res again, did you think you would be where you are now back then? Absolutely not. No way. Um, my original plan going into post-secondary was to create sustainable uh, like food resources for my First Nation and <laughs> I did not do that (laughs) but that's because I changed programs like midway through post-secondary school um I wanted yeah like I had so many big dreams that I wanted to do with food but I don't think it food really matched up with like kind of in the long run what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do um I think like the best explanation I can give for that is like I just wanted something different, something new. And I think cooking wasn't that. And I think I found my passion within multimedia artistry. And uh, yeah, yeah, because I wanted to be like, I actually wanted to be like a professional athlete, but it just wasn't in the cards. Um, (laughs) I think, yeah, first year I tried out for softball at Humber. I didn't make it. So I was like, well, I'll work out and try next year. But then I was like, no, it's just not how I wanted to be. So like my vision really did change in post-secondary school. Um, And it turned out for the best. Yeah, uh, actually I'm having a, like, I'm not like trying to be like, uh, like marketing mogul or like something like that. It's just, I'm really content with like what I'm doing, like, I do logos and I drew like draw and I can make a profit and a living off that Mm -hmm. but also I am able to like help communities in like a small aspect where right now I'm employed as like a library assistant and it's a resource center with like plenty of like 
it's like writings it's a library but it's focused on indigenous like philosophies and by writers and for the indigenous people and I think I think that's I really enjoy that job and it's like it's in my community so I get to stay home and I felt it kind of felt like I was working back at Humber with the Indigenous Education Engagement Team, formerly known as the Aboriginal <laughs> <Loser> Center. <laughs> but I think my passion is also, I can also do it there. And I'm not, I don't think my goal ever in life was to be like the best at everything or like the number one, like I got to make like this amount of money to like measure my success. I don't think I've ever really defined what success is to me, but I think right now I'm like pretty happy with what I'm doing. So that's kind of like what I, what I focus on and like what's important to me. Yeah. And how old are you too? So I was 23. My birthday was in August. So I'm just recently 23. Emma, I think that's so inspiring of you. Like if I was like a younger girl looking up, like I'd be so inspired by you because <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, so yesterday on the radio that song, this song came on. And reason I remember it is because Ben was like, oh, like I used to sing this song when I was younger, but I get back down. Wait, no. I get up again. I get up again. And I just think for you to have like, you know, like at the time when you're like super into sports, like that was your goal. And then like that didn't work out. And then you're into something else and you're like, I want to do this. Like you kept making these goals for yourself and you never, like, I'm sure at times you got discouraged, but you never let that hold you back and look at you now, like you're doing something that you love and making it work and just like, you're happy. And that's what it's all about. You know, like I look back and I like, didn't, I don't know, like what I'm really good at. Like I'm, I'm good at curling. I don't curl anymore. And I didn't, I'm just going to dig myself into a hole. So I'll just stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, no. But but, Emma, like you're a beautiful mother. So, oh. well, that's what I was thinking tonight. I was like, if I'm good at anything, I'm good at being a mom. I was making dinner. I'm like, it's five o'clock. Everyone <laughs> tell me dinner. <laughs> But thank you. But Emma, it's been like awesome watching your journey. And I've been like loving everything you're you're doing and your creative outlets and all that. Right. And you're so brave and like taking those chances to try something new, to go to go for what you have your idea of. And then make your make I think this is so brave where you make up your decision. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. and you're so secure and like solid in that decision you're like okay I'm gonna try this thing now mm-hmm. okay this isn't for me I'm trying this like being able to be that brave and secure exactly yeah that's so beautiful. scary uh Quay was there when I went through that crisis of like changing programs it was so scary but you did it yeah it was like took me a while to kind of like figure out what it was but it was like I was really happy I made like I made the switch to from culinary to media it like I did a program in between but right 
<laughs> watching you like make that transition, finding your passion, watching people like find their passion is so cool to watch when it finally clicks and they're so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said this before, like the Dr. Seuss quote, like you can't judge a fish by the way it climbs a tree. Yeah. They don't climb trees in the arms. <laughs> <laughs> that confused, like, yeah. <laughs> but you can't judge it. It's supposed to be swimming. Emma, you're supposed to be working in multimedia. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I've always loved Dr. Seuss. That <laughs> wanted that book. Oh, the places you'll go. Oh, that yeah, that one. Cool. Although I'm kind of turned off by Dr. Seuss because that one like real movie that's on Netflix or it was on Netflix the one with Mike Myers actually dressed up as like the cat in the hat (laughs) and I watched it late at night and I literally had to turn it off I was terrified oh my god (laughs) don't watch it late at night yeah (laughs) secret that was my favorite movie (laughs) Maybe the anime. Wait, the real one with Mike Myers? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Maybe I was watching it too late at night. Too late at night. Because I did watch it during the day and I I got through it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, Emma, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode, sharing your journey with us, sharing your experience through sports and for really opening up and being vulnerable about everything that Mm -hmm. The sense of things we talked about today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I've actually been a huge fan and like actually really, uh, this is sounds so cheesy, but like really proud to know you guys and that you're making, that you're doing this podcast. I was like, oh, my friends from school, they know, <laughs> they, they do big things. They're smart. Aww. <laughs> it, it, that means a lot. Um, Emma, because um, we've gotten like a couple, well, more than a couple, like emails and DMs about um, our listeners and their students listening in. So I think that they'll really enjoy this episode with you in it and learning your journey. But we want to end this off by you letting our listeners know where they can follow you. And yeah, so what are what are your um instagram handles currently i have two instagram handles you can follow me at lemonade underscore 10 that is l-e-m-m-a-n-a-d-e underscore 10 and on my art page on instagram at binigani b-y dot n-i-i-g-a-a-n-i-i um and you can follow me on twitter at lemonade underscore bb it's the same way as instagram but instead of 10 it's underscore b b <laughs> and then on twitch uh same thing as instagram <laughs> lemonade 10 uh yeah you can catch me on uh twitch i usually do draw streams uh i've recently been playing video games with some of my friends and my sister you can follow Sage on there as well if you find her. <laughs> but yeah, you can catch me there. Um, I'm always my DMs are open. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with your with your art, are you 
are you taking any commissions or are you kind of like, um, what, what you create you, what is your, what is your system? Oh yeah. You can DM me on my art Instagram. If you're ever interested in like recently I've been getting into doing a lot of logo design and commissioning like portrait drawing. Uh, yeah. Anything really. I'm my specialty is Ojibwe florals and, um, also painting on vans so if you ever are interested in that hit the dms make sure you follow (laughs) you heard it here first on the call her andy podcast her dms are open (laughs) dm open (laughs) i'll let you sign us off okay thanks for listening to lou So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.